You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we are talking about the WWE Draft. Week 3 of the Wednesday Night Wars. New Japan has Sonata versus Okada. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. So welcome to the Band for Ringside podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Dress to Bill. And to <laughs> my left, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCP? Allow us to pull down the latest volume of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume one to eight. Chapter three, verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. Why are you being so quiet? Why am I being so quiet? I don't know. Like in the in the in the old studio, you used to yell a whole bunch. Like, yeah, hey! Oh, trust me, it it, it, it will all happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's I'm gonna sh- happen. I'm sure, there's. Going Do you to guys be- have anybody around today that's gonna come in and chop me? By chance? No, 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 no. I say that was the one time thing. I would never, you know. Blindside you in back-to-back weeks. That would and to his right, as always, we have um, two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on, two beer? Good man. Your AKA has me uh, wanting to listen to a newfound glory on the way home. So <laughs> that's definitely gonna have to happen. See, like if, when you're when you're as old as me, you think of Dressed to Kill as a Richard Grieco movie from 1988, <laughs> who was the backup on uh, 90210, I think. But, I know him from 21 Jump Street. Oh, I, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yes, Richard Grieco. Oh, Jesus. God, he was so goddamn good looking. You know, he made me question my sexuality at a very young age. Oh, so we are coming at you from the exquisite basement of my house in Princeton Heights, it's way, South St. Louis. It's way more exquisite than my basement, so it's good. That's nice. Yeah, you can see. I like the cri- how you have a fully decorated Christmas tree, so you can just like schlup it upstairs, and you're done. That's exactly right, man. I mean, I got put the <laughs> why ornaments would you put on it, it down. Like, I don't know why I've taken my Christmas tree down and put it in a tote every year when I could have just brought it downstairs, fully dressed. I mean, right. what are you doing if you're not bringing your Christmas tree downstairs? Like, I wish I could keep the ornaments on it. Like, I would do that. That would be a less of pain in the ass than putting the ornaments <laughs> just on. Keep every it up year. all year. And I like Christmas. Listen, guys, we got a bunch of stuff to get to. Uh, we had a couple drawbacks tonight. Uh, Mike, th- this is what happens when you have the podcast <laughs> in your house. Like, my cats ate through some of the headphones. Uh, we had to call out to good friend from Let's Get Comfortable. Jim Bunton brought over a pair of headphones. Jason and Zach are flying solo tonight. They do not have headphones. No, they have no, headphones. no idea how shitty they sound. No, so, uh, but we do have a bunch of wrestling to get to. So without further ado, let's get to our three count. What do you got, Jason? Uh, as per usual, we're going to start chronologically, so that would mean we're going to talk about the starts of the WWE draft on SmackDown on Friday night, going with Becky Lynch as the overall number one pick. I guess they, I guess apparently I missed this, where they did it in a pool of 30 for the first night on SmackDown and did a second pool of 40-plus on Monday Night Raw, so... 
in this first pool of 30, Becky Lynch reigns supreme as the number one pick after a match where she beats uh, Charlotte? Charlotte Flair, right? Yeah, she beats Charlotte. Now, why would either one of those competitors give a fuck about who drafts first? This when is they a, could get drafted anywhere. This is a big problem with WWE. If they made it sound like somebody who got drafted to SmackDown because it's going to be on Fox could make more money because they're going to sell more merch or something like that. If they brought that up just a little bit, maybe that would make the draft a little bit more interesting. But I don't Well, I think they did it. They were trying to do it from a, an obvious sports angle. And my problem with that is then that's really this is not really a true draft it's like you know a draft a and then a draft b a yeah. true draft where it would be here is the roster someone gets the number one pick in this case it would be smackdown okay smackdown choose whomever you want to choose and then that from that point if you went becky lynch okay no problem with that i just have a problem with that the war room quote unquote where they clearly taped this like an hour or so and then chopped it up just off and then you know so now a week later they're still wearing the same clothes or sitting still wearing this i mean i'm a draft guy when it comes to football especially i watch the nfl draft i'm that dude yes i'm that dude so i look that's the simple shit you know the dudes are wearing the same clothes they're in the same you know positions when they're sitting in the draft you know I mean, you don't high five after the pick, you know. But the, it, it's, it was all just weird, and they were just—it just felt like it was being forced. The ultimately. obvious problem with why the draft on WWE television sucks, though, is because there's no there's no team to root for. Like they show these people cheering in these rooms. Like I'm supposed to give a fuck if USA or Fox is going to make more money. Like I don't give a shit. Like I don't care if. Uh, USA or Fox is more excited to get Kevin Owens or to get Brock Lesnar. Like, it doesn't matter to me. That's the problem no, with it. That, well, okay. And there's that, there's ways they could do it. Listen, if I had time out of my job to figure out a way that this could be cool for WWE, I could probably come up with a better guess way. Guess what? They had months to figure out how it could be cool, no, no, and you, they fucking failed. And they no, decided you, not to do it. You could have. This is how you could have done it, but... This is going on hindsight and obviously of a past events of the last 24 hours. This is probably a null and void idea, but you got both GMs, Bischoff at the time and Paul Heyman, and you do it like a straight-up draft. You have Bischoff come out. Here's the SmackDown pick. You have Heyman come out. Here's the Raw pick. You go back for it, back for it. Stephanie's okay. She can, like, you know, be the commissioner or whatever, you know, de facto, whatever the case may be. But you if you're going to do it, then lean into it. Make it like a draft. Do, you know, do the cards, the whole shebang. Make the war room actually like a war room versus, you know, this just nonsense with the Fox robot. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's sports He's entertainment, which is fine. There's going to be people that are going to argue me down on that, and that's great. Knock yourself out, but this is what I don't like. If you're going to do it, then lean into it. This half-ass, oh, we're going to, you know, 
chop up the roster and do half and half. That's bullshit. You know Brock Lesnar was supposed to be the number one pick. Let's just cut to the chase. If you had the draft right now, you're taking Brock Lesnar, period. If you don't, you're fucking lying. Okay, Becky Lynch is great. No, 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 who's you go? Who you gonna take somebody over Brock Lesnar? I think that Becky Lynch is probably as logical as a first pick as anybody else, though. Over Brock Lesnar, yeah, in terms of making Stop. money. No, Brock Lesnar's gonna be one, Stop. but yeah, okay. Becky, that's what I'm Becky saying. Lynch is not that's a bad number saying. one pick. Okay, she's for charismatic that, for that. Pool, she's attractive for that pool. She's good. She's perfect. I'm just saying, let's do it right. That's not a draft. This is like a supplemental draft. You get these, this amount of people to play with, so draft. And then we're going to do it the next night, and then we're going to do it a week later and do it again. Two beer, Zach Bowman, thoughts? So they should have gone the more direct sports angle, like Jason said, and instead we just get this faux parody of sports, which is why everybody thinks wrestling's fucking lame anyway. So It's almost like somebody explained to Vince McMahon what a draft was with Vince act, never actually watching a draft. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. God forbid, and he's only in XFL. I'm sorry. You know, they just had the draft, what, two days ago? That ran, you know, fairly smooth as Go far as Go Battle I Hawks! <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that that draft was barely better than this draft. I haven't watched it, so I can't necessarily, like, comment I mean, on it. And I don't know it's, about drafts it's otherwise. It's completely stupid, though, because Stephanie comes out there and she just announces people, and, like, she says their catchphrase and stuff. Like... Apparently, Fox wants them to be more sports-oriented. This is not the way to go. Sorry no, to cut is, you off, Zach. No, go it's ahead. just a total parody of what it could be if they want to be more sports-oriented. It's oriented. almost like a parody of a parody. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it's almost like we're just, like, watching a movie of a wrestling promotion instead of just actually living a wrestling promotion. Right. It's like watching Ready to Rumble with... David Arquette. Okay, and more so to... Or Best in Show. It's like watching Best in Show to what a an actual dog... I'd like, watch that. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, you know, you got <laughs> plenty of talent on that. Sure. More, more so to my point, then, if you want to do it like a real draft, then have the draft picks come out. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and you know, start well, it off that way. I Maybe, think, you know, you accidentally bump into a storyline like WWE is there's prone a big, to do. There's a bigger problem is that they do it at a live show, and so these people that buy their tickets to a live show, and they're not all like like band from ringside hosts where they get free stuff all the time. You know, they're families that, get, that have to pay for tickets, and they want to see matches. So why don't you just have the draft as a WWE Network special where you actually have all the people sitting out there in suits, like surrounded by family, you know, like the NFL draft or the NBA draft. At least that be, at least if you were trying to be funny, that would be funnier than what they do. They're not funny. There's nothing in, there's nothing that's intentionally funny in the WWE no, and it's or in wrestling. Period. It's completely much. illogical too, because you know they're drafting people that are in teams separately, even though you could get the whole team. Yeah, you for could get one the, yeah. It didn't make any sense at all. And. and then they're also drafting people ahead of other people. Like, Jinder Mahal was drafted before Rey Mysterio. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, where the hell is... Lacey Evans before Charlotte Flair. Jinder Mahal, though. Like, where the hell is Who Jinder cares? Mahal? No, he, no, I do. I like Jinder Mahal. He's been hurt for a while, uh, uh, to answer the question. But, I mean, it, just more so to Two Beer's point, it, it, the dra- that portion of the draft didn't even make sense. Because now I'm like, okay... You know, where's Charlotte? Because, you know, Becky's number one. So I'm like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm like, 
Lacey Evans gets picked, and then on Monday Night Raw, Natty picks Lacey Evans for her partner at, as a tag team. Because for a completely nonsensical were, face turn. And, yeah, I was yes. like, okay, wait a minute. What the fuck is this? So They're not making any sense. Lacey no, Evans on SmackDown. Natty's on Raw. They just had a, um, a last woman's standing match just, what, a week ago? And then that's her partner? I, I mean, and you got people defending it. I'm like... The crowd is booing the shit out of them. As well they should. Rightfully so. I do want to say, though, that looking at the rosters, so on SmackDown, you have Lesnar, you have Roman Reigns, you have Bray Wyatt, you have Braun Strowman, you have Kofi, you have Daniel Bryan, you have The Miz. Those are big stars. Baron Corbin is somebody that Vince likes a whole lot. On the Raw side, which is Raw is controlled by Paul Heyman, this is your roster. controlled by Paul Heyman. This is your roster, though. Seth Rollins, say what you will about him. Duke can work. You got Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Kevin Owens, Andrade, Rusev, Aleister Black, Samoa Joe, Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy, Umberto Carrillo, Akira Tozawa, Ray Mysterio, I mean, then you go to Randy Orton, Lashley. I'm just talking about how all of us guys who like good matches, like, that's a stacked lineup. That's as stacked of a lineup as there's ever been. That is a stacked lineup. No? No? You guys No, you guys don't like that lineup? No, well, 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 first things first. Um, I'm saying, can't we give Paul Heyman, like, if, if Raw is definitely to become the B show, which is – the way that it seems it's going to be, it's not going to be the A show, right? Because it doesn't have Brock Lesnar, it doesn't have Roman Reigns. If it's going to be the B show, and they gave Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander 10 minutes this week, and that was with a bunch of draft shit. Like no, maybe that, Paul, that was, that was a solid match. maybe Paul Heyman's about to do some shit with this. Well, let's cut to the chase. Bray Wyatt's on the wrong fucking brand. Okay, if you're gonna go in and do a falls count anywhere or burn down the Firefly Funhouse or whatever the case may be, they need to be on the same brand. That is just absolute nonsense. All right, so we didn't have this in our three count, but let's go ahead and speak to it. What did you think about the end of Raw the other night with uh, Seth Rollins actually invading the Firefly Funhouse Funhouse? And burning it down. I tell you what, yeah, if it was a double turn, which it should have been, it would have been cool. Instead, they ignorantly think that their top babyface, in their mind, their top babyface, burning down the fans' favorite segment of their favorite superstar on Raw currently is somehow going to get a face reaction. It got booed, though. It got booed hard. And it that's that's what they should have known was going to happen. But they were looking, they thought that that was going to get Seth over as a babyface. I'm what, not sure that that's what dude, they thought. That this was not a double turn, and it should have not. I'm not saying it's going to be a double turn. I think that no, Seth is probably been. turning. If, if, that was the, if that was the idea that Vince was going to go with, then you should have made it a double if turn. If they took the mask off the Fiend right now and just had Bray wrestle as the Firefly Funhouse Bray without a mask on, 
he'd be the biggest baby face in the company. He is he like he's getting baby face reactions and it was the perfect time to do it. Well, that was turn. why everybody booed Hell in the Cell ending. Everybody they wanted him ev- to win the title. Everybody booed it. I, I I heard comedian Mike Lawrence say this week. He goes, "Everybody booed that ending because they felt insulted because they got behind Bray Wyatt." Absolutely. And then the ending sucked dick. So they got they felt insulted by it and that's like like when people say like when Roman Reigns or Whoever comes, I, I know that Roman Reigns came out and said, "Well, you got you got to have more respect for the performance than that." It's like that's not what it is. Nobody and, was mad at the performers. Yeah, hey, Joe, you don't get it. <laughs> that's not what it is. They're not booing Bray Wyatt. They're not booing Seth Rollins. And that's not, it's they're not booing, the talent. They're fault. booing the booking. Right. You know that might be a good BFR. <laughs> that might be a good BFR shirt. Boo the Boo booking. The book. Boo the book. Boo the book. That's Ooh, cool. that's yeah. good. Hey, so nobody like, steal that. Nobody steal that out there. <laughs> that's our WWE shirt because, you know, boo the book. WWE, boo the book is boo good. Book. Yeah. Uh, here, they're, they're not booing Bray Wyatt, though, and they're not no. booing Seth Rollins. They're booing the booking. And we should have sympathy for Seth Rollins. Or not Seth Rollins. We should have sympathy for Bray Wyatt. Seth Rollins shows no sympathy. He's not charismatic. The dude's a total fucking geek on TV. He's a terrible geek on social media. He makes himself look terrible. Bray Wyatt has great charisma. Everybody's behind him. And just think about the booking. Of He's heating up. His house has been burned down before. Mm-hmm. And Sister Abigail died. And that's part of his whole mm-hmm. ethos. Isn't that so, how he came here, though? Yeah, that's like the whole thing. That's like his whole story. Sister Abigail died in the fire. Right. So you're going to have your baby face burn down this poor guy's house. And that's supposed to get a baby face reaction. Like, I feel empathy for Bray Wyatt. He's being... He's being persecuted and, like, tortured. They take his number one fear and they just, like, you know, put it out there. I mean, I've heard a lot of stuff this week about people are talking about, isn't there something else? They, maybe they're going for something bigger. Like, no. They have how no are, idea how are you, How are you supposed to find Bray Wyatt's funhouse? Thank how are you. you. Supposed to find That's it? what my first question was. I was like, damn, Seth. Who gives a fuck? It's not like they know either. I they don't give a fuck. They They're, don't I'm, give I'm a sure, fuck. I'm, by the I'm, sure they, I'm sure they don't give a fuck. My point is, number one, it felt like, you know, this was like a mystical kind of place. Kind of like. Um, Almost like at, it didn't really exist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like it existed yeah. in Bray's mind. Yeah, let's let's go know. with eyes. Yeah. Okay. Just let's just make it simple. It was like the, it was eyes. You never heard of it, but it truly existed. So how does Seth find it? Number one. Did he have to fall asleep like Kiefer Sutherland and Flatliners? Uh, okay. You know, <laughs> fuck pump, that. pumped him with some drugs. I don't know. Before, so you, before you tweet me, I know that Kiefer Sutherland died in Flatliners. Do not tweet me. Thanks for the spoiler. Yeah, right. Um, like, anybody listen to us. Is ever <laughs> Flatliners. Jason so, and I are the only people old enough to actually watch it. I was going to say, <laughs> horrible fucking movie. But then it. Nah, it's good. So, Bray doesn't fight back. Seth basically beats him down and then decides the best way we're going to finish this thing is burn down the Firefly Funhouse. Okay, I'm sorry. Was this not Randy Orton like two or three years ago? This is what I just, and I tweeted this. This is why people bang on the WWE. You insult our intelligence time after time. You think we got short-term memory when we don't, especially the hardcore fans. The hardcore fans are going to be the ones that are going to call you out on shit like this. I Honestly, thought we were going to have something good, and that's one thing. Dude, is like, this has gone downhill I, quick. I've been so down on WWE for so long, and I thought, all right, 
they're going to give us this Bray Wyatt thing, and it looks long term. And it yeah, looks and people like it's were into it too. Like and everybody they, was into it, dude. They fucked it so hard; it's almost irrecoverable. You, you know what the uh, irrecoverable? You know the cherry on the top of the cake. This both work. When they go uh, down to Saudi and they and have Seth beat them in Saudi oh, Arabia, dude. that's going how that's how they're, this joke is going to end. They're having a false count uh, any, every, anywhere, anywhere match in Saudi in Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. They're, they're both going to die in quicksand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, I totally forgot what I was just about to say. It was going to be really good though. They're going to put Bray Wyatt on Al Qaeda firing range. See, uh, see, I mean, come on, man, he's in enough look, trouble. He don't need to be in. A, on oh, the this is what I was right going to say. So. The best thing about this is that when WWE sucks on Raw and WWE sucks on SmackDown, because SmackDown they had Bray come out of the ring like Kane, which I guess or like, Undertaker. I guess they do that every four or five years because the people that are watching it now don't, don't remember, remember that it happened. <laughs> but hey, guys, I remember it. No shit. So is Jason. No shit. Zach's a youngin. Even he remembers it. The thing is, even when they do this shit. This is what's so cool about today is that there's other wrestling that we can watch. Bailey's we have, heel turn I thought was cool. But that, that's not what I'm talking about. I, I'm, I talking, I'm talking about AEW. I'm talking about NXT. I'm talking about real wrestling. I'm talking about uh, NWA Power. I'm talking if you want to – there's options for you out there. So before we get to that, though, yes, Bailey's turn was cool, Jason. The match sucked. But Bailey's heel turn was cool. It was fine. I mean, no, come on, stop it. They're fine. See, no, 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 it's not. Bailey and Charlotte. Bailey and Charlotte. Okay, <laughs> and, and you and you missed Nada. I watched. Okay? I watched your blow up the balloons or whatever. And that that's basically what was the story, which they should have did weeks ago, and now they try to throw this whole thing in at the last minute. But at least never though, right? They hot-shotted the title on top of it. I mean, damn, Charlotte's had the title, what, two weeks? And now you give it back to Bailey. Then why did Bailey lose into the first fucking place because to begin with? Because they want Charlotte to Stop. get the 16 belt. She can get to 16. She ain't going nowhere. You act like she's going to AEW. She ain't going nowhere. Where the fuck is Charlotte Flair and, going? As always, you're putting the whole system on trial. Look. You understand that they're trying to get Charlotte to 16, so her she's tr- they're trying to get her to 16 before Flair dies so they can both have 16 belts before Flair dies, right? You understand that, right? No, actually, I don't. And well, now that you say that, it, ma- it makes it even worse. It really fucking does. Really? This is the goal to get her before dad dies? Damn. Of course it is. That's, that is the worst fucking thing. See, this, never mind, man. I told you this the other night at the bar. You were wasted. Yeah, I was pretty rough. <laughs> Zach, bring us to our two count. You are listening to oh, wait, the one hold on. only. That's Visionaries the wrong wrestling guys. I'm getting network. used to this thing. Envisioning excellence and <laughs> providing you your perfect <laughs> you podcast you experience. It. Hey guys, pretend that didn't happen. Hey Zach, let's know about that two count. One, two, three. I like how we uh, act like we don't have the ability to edit this, but we're all just too lazy to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's better if we don't. Uh, so we got uh, another episode of AEW Dynamite, which uh, lives up to its name. It was, hey, as uh, Sammy Davis Jr. said, Dynamite. Um, no. That was him, right? No. Sammy Davis Jr. then. Jimmy Walker Jimmy said Walker. Dynamite. Really? Now, now I don't know where you're going with Sammy Davis Jr. I don't know. Oh, Jesus. All right, we're put off the rails the gen- here. Yeah, put, up, put down the gin and tonic. Anyway, this was a dope show. Uh, live tweeted it up on my Twitter, at BFR Zach. 
and you can unfollow me like everybody else does because of <laughs> hot takes. Uh, but I really had a lot of fun. Uh, this is the most like energetic uh, I felt about wrestling in like a long time outside of like G1 and and the Wrestle Kingdom like you know times. Um, there's a lot of activity on Twitter. Uh, hashtags are trending, and it's just a lot of fun. A lot of people watching. Good community. Um, did you flip back and forth? Did you just watch? Uh, I did not flip back and forth. I okay. just watched AEW live, and then um, I could have pulled up another device and pulled up NXT, but I really just wanted to give each show its like proper due. Right. So I uh, watched AEW, and this show opened up with uh, SCU uh, versus um, the best friends. Best friends, and starts out Frankie Kazarian and uh, Christopher Daniels are going to go into the tag team tournament. Because uh, that was what they decided in previous weeks, but Lucha Brothers come out and destroy Christopher Daniels. Woo. So Scorpio Sky has to wrestle. I'll drive them on the uh, the ramp. Yeah, package pile driver on the ramp. He's out. They got the EVPs coming out, checking on him. And because they have logical booking, it seems like uh, AEW has a much better track record of logical booking. Scorpio Sky jumps in in his street clothes. Dude ends up a couple minutes in just wearing one shoe. Finally gets mad, <laughs> it out. but. They turned Scorpio Sky into a star this night, and this is... I loved him only wearing one shoe. Oh, it was so over. It was so yeah. great. And this is the main difference between the two shows, because what's really interesting is, um, and I know we're going to talk about NXT next, uh, a lot of people, before AEW was even a thing, they acted like it was going to all be wrestling, and who's going to watch a show that's all wrestling, and how is that interesting, before people even actually knew what the show was going to be. And NXT is... Is like all wrestling. Like guys who have a weekly podcast. Like, yeah. I can't believe they would even speculate who would, on Yeah, that. who would dare forecast what's going to happen in the future? Ah, I can't believe it. NXT is pretty much all wrestling, and AEW has done a really good job of making stars, and that seems to be what their MO is. So last week we got um, the private party. They turned them into stars in one night. Tonight we got Scorpio Sky, and I tweeted as soon as he did that – Tope Suicida over the top rope wearing one shoe. I tweeted Scorpio Sky is a fucking star because this crowd in Philadelphia, which is a hard one, hardcore crowd. Philly is a tough crowd, man. They they're like that ECW crowd. They threw his shoe back. They threw his shoe back. I was like, damn. <laughs> it, like they so they this guy is after this match. I, mean, I know they went they 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 uh after this match, I was like, Scorpio Sky could be a future AEW champion. So, I, well, definitely. I don't even know if that's the Philadelphia crowd as much as it is the AEW crowd. Yeah, because yeah. that AEW, I mean, for three weeks in a row, and we were there at All In, and everybody is ready for something that's different. Everybody's ready for some a little bit of different booking, Jason. I was having a conversation with... Uh, so I'm not, not. I won't mention his name or whatever. But little baggy. Uh, no, no, no. I guess someone was one of the negatives. I guess with AEW, he was saying to me was the fact that the inner circle is feels like in his eyes Jericho and his lackeys, where Jericho is the lead dog. Um, nobody. His words, nobody know, really knows. I guess who that's one LAX way of looking is. at it. Like, well, no, I mean, that's not it's, the way I see it. Well, I'm just saying it's just, you know, playing devil's advocate for 30 seconds. You know, Jericho's obviously the figurehead, but then you have Jake Hager, who's 
if you want to play the knock against these people, he's a WWE reject. Um, Santana and Ortiz, nobody really knows him if you never watched Impact. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they came out and did a squash, and then they challenged the Young Bucks. They're one of the best tag teams in the world. I mean, I know you're playing devil's advocate. No, yeah. no and trust but, me, I get what you're saying, but... If you're gonna be if you're gonna be one of those guys that's going to knock AEW for anything or everything, this is going to be something that's going to be said. I said it just in defense, at least for me, A, obviously we all know who Chris Jericho is, but B, in this case, I've watched LAX enough to know who these jokers are, so we're good to go there. Jake Hager, as far as I'm concerned, is perfect as the heavy. He doesn't have to say anything. I don't want him to say anything. So as far as I'm concerned, as long as he keeps Dude, his mouth shut, it's perfect. I couldn't disagree more with this person because yeah, me too. Cody, and then Cody Sammy Guevara is going to be. Is it Tanner Mahal? Is it Tanner Mahal? No, I'm the, not going to. It was you. the first episode. Tell me who it is. I'm not going to tell you. It was the first episode of AEW Dynamite, and Cody put Sammy Guevara over. I mean, he won, but he. I mean, he was trying to make Sammy Guevara. That was the very first match. Star, very he first made him match. look great. They are, they're obviously really high on Sammy Guevara, and they should be. Yeah, and they're high on everybody in this faction. Jake Hager has been a factor in every AEW, uh, like, so far, as far as, like, since he's debuted, he's been a factor. He's a factor in the main event. And LAX, like, comes out, does a squash, gets promo time. Jericho puts them over in the promo, and then they're challenging the Young Bucks on the next pay-per-view. So I don't see, like, where that person's coming from, but... Yeah, who is this motherfucker? Invite him on the podcast right now. Tell him to come over right now. No, I was about to say. I'll it, destroy him. It, no, I was going to say. When this he, is exactly what you want. This, this sure is exactly what you want the faction to be because Jericho is probably the same age that Hogan was at the beginning of uh, WC or uh, Nitro. NWO. Nitro, right? At the beginning of NWO, right? I, so I, it's ninety six. Ninety six. So let's say Jericho. What's Jericho? Forty eight. Forty eight. Right? So Jericho is better than Hogan because he can actually wrestle and because he can actually cut a promo, and he's putting over Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is the type of guy that can carry a match with an old guy if you need the guy to take all the bumps, right? Then he's got one of the best tag teams in the world, LAX. And he's got a legit MMA fighter. And he's got a legit MMA fighter, no matter what you think about Jack Swagger or Jake Hager, whatever you call him, no matter what you think about him, the dude's huge, and the dude's a legit... MMA fighter who won titles in college wrestling. So he's an actual badass. No, and so what, no matter what you think about Jake Swagger. No, go ahead. I'll let you finish. Go ahead. I'm just saying this is exactly what you want the faction to be. Because Jericho is only there to put them all over. And, and he did it last On week, Wednesday Night Dynamite, night or whatever. after LAX won, uh, sorry, Ortiz and Santana won, after they won, he came up on the thing and put them over again. Which was so fucking badass, man. After the promo that he cut last week. I mean, <laughs> AEW, <laughs> AEW Dynamite was so good last night yeah. because they decided to focus on tag team matches. Do you want to get to the next polarizing thing that we can all yell about? Actually, which is, have we gotten to the two count? Uh, this is the two count, yes. Yeah, you, you did are, it. We did already do it. Yeah, you did it. So right. the next polarizing thing is... Uh, Luchasaurus has a hamstring pulled, which is very unfortunate timing. And never a good time to be injured, but this was exceptionally bad uh, because they have their uh, tag team tournament match, Jungle Express versus Lucha Brothers. And Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express, sorry. Jesus Christ, you just, you were defending so, like... They're, bad both, as Jim they're, Ross over they're both shitty-ass names. 
Ooh, and Jim Ross. Ooh, Jim Ross. You wrong. Jim Ross still refuses to say Jungle Boy. That's because his name's Jack. I figured it out. His name's Jack uh, Perry. So he calls him Jungle Boy Jack Perry, which I like Jungle Jack Perry, too, as a name. That's fine with me. Jungle Boy's a terrible name, though. I, I agree dude, with Jim Ross. Dude, it doesn't matter. He's over. Like I'm probably closer to Jim Ross's age than I am into Jungle Boy's age, though. Probably. <laughs> uh, but I'm old as shit. So <laughs> they have the substitute of Marco Stunt because Marco Stunt's in this. And, man, I was so disappointed in wrestling Twitter. Like, these motherfuckers get so worked up over the fact that, look, you had a 12-minute match, and maybe it shouldn't have gone 12 minutes, but they found out two hours before. Who? Who? Who are we talking about? AW found out two hours before the Luchasaurus is injured. And so they have two hours. Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy and Lucha Brothers have two hours to put together a match. They probably had 12 minutes uh, to fill, and they're not going to rewrite the whole show. They're just going to do a 12-minute match. And, yeah, Marco Stunt got some offense, but he got offense by being a small guy. He was thrown around. He was doing tilt-a-whirls. He was doing DDTs. He was not like doing like power moves on the Lucha Brothers. So this Not. is exactly what you would expect. And it was a 12-minute ma- competitive match that was super fun. And all anybody wanted to talk about was how small Marco Stunt is. Yeah, he's small. That's the whole fucking point, dude. Like, he's fucking over because the fans love that, like, underdog, like, small thing. Like, get over yourself and just enjoy the match that was put in front of you. Did he pin Pentagon? No. He did not. He was too busy getting work like a rented mule. Shit. I'll, I'll say this about AEW is that we've been doing this podcast for how long? Two years? And like I, I, I try to write down one line per notebook line like what happens. So if like if I'm fighting you and Jason comes in, it's like Bill fights Zach and then there's a note underneath it that says Jason interfered. Just so I know, like, when we're doing the podcast, like, if there's odds and ends and we're running out of time, maybe we can talk about stuff, right? When I do AEW, there's just eight lines, and it's all the matches. Because Tony Khan has said that he wants no backstage hidden cameras. He doesn't want anything backstage where, like, people are talking backstage about what goes on in the ring. And I love that because that means that all the drama that there is happens in the ring. That means that there's more in-ring action. That that means that it's more sports-oriented and less, less days of our lives shit. And that is the shit that I'm looking for. That's why AEW fucking rules. And AEW for three weeks in a row has ruled. And that match was great, and Lucha Brothers went over. I said that I could see the winner of this match if Luchasaurus was competing and healthy the winner of that match is likely the winner of the tournament because I could see either one of them taking that title. And I was really down on the Young Bucks losing initially, even though they made Private Party into stars. I was down on them losing because I thought they should be the people to take this title, much like Jericho was the right decision. I think the Young Bucks, they need to establish the Young Bucks as the premier tag team in that company to the audience that is not us. Can we? To the million people that watch it that are, that are not us, right? But either one of those, Lucha Brothers or Jung- or Jurassic Express, would be perfect for different reasons. 
Can we talk about how Darby Allen versus Y2J in the street fight was a oh, spectacular yeah. we gotta get to 20 that. minute match? He where so, Jericho tied his hands behind his back and Darby Allen kept doing moves with his hands tied behind his back. This goes back to my initial so point. much fun, man. In the two count, I said they turned people into stars, they turned Scorpio Sky, and then I think Marco Stunt had a really great performance and it was polarizing, but the people that were into it were really into it. And then we got Darby Allen, and the whole point of people wondering why Darby Allen got this title shot was because Jericho was going to turn him into a star. And what do we got? Darby Allen is a fucking star, dude. When he did that shoot, when he did that uh, moonsault, suicide dive. Oh yeah, moonsault, he did, the, sui- he did dive. the suicide dive with his hands tied behind his back. Yeah, and still landed it. I mean, that is star making. He did a lion salt onto Jericho. I mean, I, w- I wish they didn't both have their. Faces painted? No, I, I had actually. I loved uh, Darby Allen's face, just uh, just saying, champ, 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 Dude, champ. Darby Allen's so cool. So it just kind of it plays into the you know the the mystique of we have different uh, ideas of what cool is. No, I, look, Are you, you seriously don't say that Darby Allen's cool? No, he's not cool. Dude, he's the cool. I, I mean, he's a great worker. I think he's, he's one not of the, cool. I think he's one of the coolest fucking wrestlers there are. I can't. Hardly name a cooler wrestler, and I know that's a very vague adjective, but, like, who's cooler? Name a cooler fucking wrestler. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is awesome, but he's not cool. Kevin I Owens ain't it, cool? I think he's cool. I want to hang out with him, but I'm just saying, like, to a to a broad, like, you fan think, base. Do you think Darby Allen painting half his face and having the word champ written on half his body is cooler. Take yourself back to when you were 12 years old. Are you going to associate with Kevin Owens? Are you going to associate with I Darby guess Allen? I guess the difference between me and you. I never take myself back to whenever I was 12 years old. I'm 39 now. I'm I, good. I understand that, but I'm saying like... I'm ready to die. To, to a broad audience. <laughs> to us, Kevin o- <laughs> To us, Kevin Owens is amazing. And But I'm saying to a broad fan base who are who like we want wrestling to be cool right we want to not be yes. like hiding in your basement talking about this like we want to be like you know and we do we say like Wait, hey are we got talking about my basement yeah. where we're hiding right now yeah <laughs> we, we, do, we do tell people that we have a wrestling podcast but then our wives are like embarrassed we want right. our wives to be out telling people that we have a wrestling podcast because the wrestling is the coolest fucking thing going on and i'm sorry but as great as Kevin Owens is, he might take it there. But I feel like Darby Allen is much more palatable. You think Darby Allen is cooler than Kevin Owens to a broader, diverse fan base. Yes, like from my son looking at both of them That's would nice. be like, "Look at that dude with his face painted. He rode a skateboard." I down. would hope I have more in common with Kevin Owens than I do with your ten-year-old son. Yeah, but you're you're fucking forty years old, dude. Like, yeah, I know. Like I've... you said, you're ready to die. Like WWE's fan base. Like, whoa, 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 hey, hey, I ain't ready to die. See, I was he said, talking yeah, that I've shit. I've come before. Yeah, I have <laughs> nothing in common with that idiot. I was about to say, let him talk that die shit. Okay, I got some more shit to do. Okay. I'll just say this. Kids you, can come, too. No, sorry. I'm going to pee on that note. Yeah, great. <laughs> I'll just say this. The champ writing on... Jesus Christ. The champ writing on his face, his shoulders, and everything is just like, you know, it's his motivation. He wants to be the champ. He's like no, a borderline no. obsessed like, being I, the champ. I get it. Okay? I, like, I get it. But, like, both of them came out wearing makeup. Jericho didn't need to wear makeup. I thought it was dumb. Like they both. No, I'm not saying it was dumb. Just they both wore makeup, though. 
Darby, Darby Allen, Allen should have wore it. Jericho shouldn't have and didn't I need agree. to. A hundred percent. Okay, that's exactly now, what I think. Now from that point, I thought the match was Jericho solid. just because I think that's too much. Like it was, it was a little much. It just like I said, if, especially with Jericho. If Jericho wants to come out and if Jericho wants, he's going to come out and put over Darby Allen. He's going to win, but he's going to make him look great, which he did. He yeah. made him look. He made him look like an absolute star. I was going to say Jericho is. The, I, if I want to nitpick the, the match, he's a goat. If I he wanna, really is. If I want to nitpick the match, the only thing I could really say bad about it was when he did. He being Darby Allen, when he did hit a move or whatever, and then he tried to pin him, and he's pinning him with like his head or his shoulders or whatever. That just you know that's not going to work. So I get that. Outside of that. I don't have a problem with the interference. I mean, you but see that with... Uh, we're still doing this about Jericho. The, I mean, two years later after this podcast started, like, Jericho is probably the greatest of all time. Like, he is still so current, and he has been current and viable for 21 years. It's, like, he's never, he's never let up, except no, for when he decided... It's going to be hard to... take to, his foot off the grass. Take his foot off the gas, It's right? going to be hard to d- disagree with that. The longer he stays as AEW champion and the longer he stays just in wrestling in general because he's just relevant. He's that relevant at this point. He's just him and Cody. He's one of the most relevant people in professional wrestling right okay, now. Speaking and of he Cody, has been forever. Speaking oh, of Cody. Video package? Jeez. Dude. Man, okay. Now, I know Cody gets a lot of shit because, you know, it's his company. He's big, big, big. Man, look. That promo vignette, I'm sorry, was off the fucking chain. Yeah, it was great. Chain. It was so, great. I mean, you brought his mom into it. I've never seen his mom before, I've and never, you got him. She's hot. I've never, seen, this. <laughs> I've never seen MJF, like, talk like a normal person. Like, that was. The I'll tell you what. Though, okay, so what we're talking about? Even people, whenever we met him, real quick, for we people, met MJF, yeah. and he sat with us uh, at Starcast at All In, and that dude was a total in character cocksucker I mean, the whole uh, time. He yeah. goes, he goes, don't get your soda all over me. I go, dude, it's a water. <laughs> he goes, don't get it on me. And here he's like talking like so, a normal person. Like it was, it was great. I'll say this, <laughs> Reba. I'll say this. Send it out, son. It's dead air is really like, popping, people. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what's, what's pop? It's a great pot. Yeah, you don't want fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to say? Or oh, I can talk. I mean, I have no problem talking. We all know this. What I'm saying is, is that Cody. Stop it, Reba. Stop it. Oh, it sounds like somebody's home. Hey, Reba, go get her. Go get her upstairs. Oh, somebody's home. This is riveting. Right. I'm Re- at half staff. No, I think uh, Rio and uh, break, uh, Bit Breaker. I was just going to say, a lot of people Bit are going to be talking about Rio and Bit Breaker, and we should touch on it. Uh, Britt Baker, remember, uh, has been wrestling for a couple years. She might have had 100 matches in her life. Uh, it's really great they didn't put the title on her because this is why. Mm-hmm. And Rio has since carried two television matches with very green, very not over people to huge pops like Rio, like that crowd is behind Rio and say what you want. You can complain about the matches. Uh, yes, they were with green people, but people love Rio and there is something to that. So it, and I agree with that. I thought, 
the match itself was was a little sloppy at points, but that just goes to the lack of chemistry and experience, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, just because she dates Adam Cole, he's not pumping like wrestling talent into her. Oh. You know, like. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to touch that. Is Rio the little girl that Kenny Omega had that wrestling match with that Jim Cornette hated so much? Yeah, she's re- she's been wrestling since nine years old. I don't know that he he didn't right. wrestle her, but he he tagged with Rio. Rio's been wrestling for a long there time. There was there was a wrestling match that Kenny Omega had that Jim Cornette. I remember. Yeah, six seven years ago, being like, "This is why wrestling sucks. This is this is killing the business." This I don't know a, that it was her. This is a grown man having a wrestling match with a little girl. Kota Ibushi had a wrestling match with a stuffed animal, and it was dope. Like people talk about Ric Flair being able to wrestle a broom, uh, Kota Ibushi did it. <laughs> so, Google it. Okay, that's great. Anyway, like. People bitch about the AEW women's division. It's a work in progress. Uh, I mean, they've I mean, got talent. Well, it also sucks. Though. No, it, no. I mean, see, it, you no, can say no, it sucks. No, it's okay to say it sucks because you, if you want to say it, quote unquote, sucks. We focused on what three women in this division? Neither Rose, well, Britt Baker, and Riho. And okay, two, two I of mean, the three are very good. just the fact that they have Riho on all three dynamites shows how thin it is. Yeah, it's they got their, they got, but they got their champion. It's okay out there. to say it's okay to say it's thin, though, guys. Like, I'm fine. With I'm it not going to say it's not thin, but to say it sucks AEW is Dynamite very premature. It's not your guy's girlfriend. You guys can criticize it. If oh, you I'll don't say want she's to. thin every time. <laughs> thin, yes, S- sucks. I think it's very, very premature to say that. It's been what three weeks? We haven't even seen a good chunk of this roster. B Priestley's MIA. I mean, what the fuck? There is a great example right there. I you B. could throw Priestley her in was right now. Come out and cost uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker that yeah, match. so I mean, you could have get gone that route. Did you guys see my dog fighting me? No, yeah, that's, dude, that's, that's, hey, man, that, that's on you. I was about to say, um, what's, there was something else that there was something else I didn't like about uh, last night. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, the uh, just at the uh, the concept of the street fight itself. There oh, was. Yeah. A, uh, there was the point where I think Jericho oh, yes. had him in the uh, they did the, rope the walls or whatever. Okay, yeah. now I think I remember hearing it before the match started, but then as I'm watching the match and seeing Darby Allen, you know, get the rope or whatever, and I and the referee, you know, call for the break, and then the crowd was like, you know. This is a street fight, you know. This is a street fight. I was like, okay, so is it me? Have we been programmed, or dare I say, brainwashed to the fact of WWE's version of a street fight that it's no rules, there's no rope breaks, this is just what it is, or did we just really miss the fact? And I'm pretty sure he said that rope breaks was a thing in this street fight that he being Jim Ross. I don't know what they said, and I, don't, I, I I would like to go back and see, but I think the biggest issue people have is because in WWE, it's always just whatever they want it to be, right? There's no, like, hard and fast rules, and I think with AEW, the reason people got mad about uh, there not being a DQ finish, you know, last week or the week before, and, you know, there being rope breaks is because – they are expecting like hard and fast rules from AEW that they don't bend because we're so used to all this wishy-washy bullshit from WWE that they want this like hard and fast rules. And I think they need to come out and state before the match 
what those rules are, and if they're planning rope breaks in the booking of the match, then they should come out and have the commentators at least, like, say, you know, to cover. Okay. But I don't know exactly. No, okay, so I guess here's the piggyback that same point. To go to the tag match with Omega, Page, uh, Pac, and Moxley. At one point, you had Moxley and Omega with barbed wire weapons. Yeah. And they go into the, the ring. Just gets out of the ring. Yeah. And yeah. okay, so they're, we're not calling a DQ there. I think they don't. Overall, I think they don't like DQs, and I I think they need to be a little bit more explicit about it because there was a joke on being the elite this week. If you watched it, where if you watch being the elite, you've seen uh, referee Rick Knox like counting people out. Like they'll be like you know sitting in his seat and he'll start counting you know five four you know like start counting and like. Get out and of my seat. Then people are telling him to lighten up, right? The whole the whole gimmick is that Rick Knox needs to lighten up. But then you go on national TV and he doesn't call this DQ and Kenny Omega comes in to the bathroom where Rick Knox is like doing like reps and shit and he's super mad and he's like, I'm the executive vice president. Why would you not call a DQ? You saw John Moxley attack me in the match and he like goes like people told me I need to lighten up. He's like, Besides, who wants a DQ finish in their main event? Which is not only I think their ethos, but also a direct Rex shot on WWE. Yeah, for sure. There's no question about that. Okay, so I mean, there there are things that you, there, we can call out not to like. So let's not sit up here and say that this is the new New Japan Love Fest or anything like that. Overall, I like what AEW does. It's consistent storylines for the to start. For the first three weeks, and the in-ring action is good. I'm a simple man. I need simple shit. That's the two things I ask for. And if you can't do that shit, then it, you know, to me, that's a huge fucking problem. I, I think give them some time to figure it out. I, I mean, I don't even know how much time they need to figure it out, though, because for the women's division, clearly they're going to need time. The men, but AEW the tag team like, is taking you, care of itself. It's kind of a strange thing, though. Like when you flip between NXT and AEW, AEW looks more like. WWE than NXT does. Yeah. Production-wise, yeah. I mean, production-wise and the way that they present themselves, NXT still seems like the alternative. They seem like the minor league. And them not being in the draft, I think, kind of solidified that. Now, I know we said, and I'll still say it, I, I still consider them the third brand because I still think you're going to have guys that come from Raw and or SmackDown to pop in at NXT maybe for a minute, maybe for a while, whatever the case may be. They're still the third brand, but just jumping back to the draft itself, that was an opportunity to really establish NXT as the third brand. You'd have, Shit, give them a pick. That's give them a, one pick. Yeah, but you know what? That's a great segue. This is planned for So the third count is going to be NXT this week on Wednesday. Um, there was a bunch of good stuff that happened this week. Uh, what I'm going to start with is Ciampa having his in-ring uh, return. Uh, he beat Angel Garza, which was a whole lot of fun. I think Angel Garza is a guy that has a lot of promise. Um, Undisputed Eric came out, played the video where they fucked up Velveteen Dream. Steven Regal came out, or sorry, William Regal came out 
and said He's that Stephen Regal. I mean, I I the can't help man. it. Can't help it. Uh, man. Regal came out and said that Kevin or yeah, Keith Lee versus Diamond Diamond Donovan Dijak. Diamond Diamond Dijak Dijakovic. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Make it, get it uh, they had a match, and that ended up being a no contest. So next week, we're having a triple threat match. Ooh, you guys I say, know it, it, how it, it, I like them triple threat matches. You might want to scoot over, Zach. He's Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you might want to scoot over. Closer. <laughs> Dijakovic. Keith Lee and Roderick Strong for the U or for the uh, North American North American quick title. Mary fuck kill North American title. Oh, quick Mary fuck kill. Uh, I would fuck Dijakovic. I would kill Roderick Strong and I'd marry Keith Lee. I would have to say, uh, you want to go, Jason? Before I go, and no, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and abstain from this question. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna marry Keith come Lee on, because dude. why would you? Oh my god, that guy's so lovable. Isn't that what I, I just? Said? I would marry Keith Lee. Yeah, uh, me too. I would fuck Roderick Strong, and I would kill Djokovic. Isn't that what? You, it, that's exactly what I just no, said. You, right? you said you would fuck Djokovic. You did say that. You want to be bored out? I think he'd fuck me. Yeah, you he would. Yeah, you're yeah. definitely a bottom. <laughs> yeah, just get ready to say, don't, don't So we that. also had um, Tegan Knox made her uh, return. Finn I'm, Balor. I'm a big Tegan Knox fan. I think she's going places. Okay, see, I guess I missed the whole Tegan Knox bandwagon. I'm just. I, it's easy to I do because she, she I tore would also, her ACL immediately after tearing her ACL. Okay, so, so I mean, I. Just, I, I mean, just, say I need just to so see it's more. known, I would also fuck the Canucks. <laughs> yeah, you might want to keep your voice down. I would uh, also. I'm just saying. Okay, all right, I hear what you're saying. I would also saying. marry her and kill her. Gee, what the? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be like the whole. Be like the whole Zodiac movie. Good Lord, have mercy. In I, that order. Okay, just <laughs> can, can I get back on track for thirty seconds? I guess ultimately, I need to see a more from Tegan Knox and b. Oh, I Just in more. the women's division in general Definitely for NXT, I need to see a little clarity from the women's High division. Res. It's like High res images. It's like 16 women they're trying to com- compete for the women's championship. Okay, I know Shayna Baszler's basically ran through this division, and that's fine. I also know fine. that they're putting up these Shayna Baszler like lackeys, like they're supposed to be tough and they do not look tough and we don't know anything about them. They never had a match. It's like are these no, chicks had, actually getting paid? No, they yeah, yeah. It's getting ready to say why are they getting paid? paid? They they're never wrestle more than you. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> why are you talking shit? Yeah, oh, you're hard. Shit. Yeah. yeah, and guess what? They still getting paid more than you. I'm sh- I'm sure they've done dark matches or whatever the case may be, but As ultimately JCB I just think they're, they're greener than goose shit. Yeah, I just ultimately I think they're just way too green. They know it, and there's no w- real way to get this. Mystical four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match that everybody clamors for so much. It ain't happening anytime soon. If Duke and Shafir were any good, they would have been inserted in a storyline at some point in the last six months. They are not. They're that where they good. need to be though, because they yeah, are in the performance in the, yeah. center. They're at Orlando. Like that performance center, you know, 
Get it together. It's a double-edged sword because in NXT you have these people that have been on the indies cutting their chops for 10 years. They finally get a WWE contract. Look at Kushida. That motherfucker doesn't need to be in NXT. Anywhere close to Io Shirai. Like, these people do not need to be at NXT. But then there are people like them that need to be there day in, day out with diet Mm. plans and weight training and Mm. and wrestling, you know, every week. uh, It kind of makes you wonder, like... How valuable is a great match? How valuable is it? Because there are so many, like, I'm looking at my notes for this week, and there's just so much shit. Like, how valuable is a great match? Because there are so many people that can put on great matches today. Right now, it, so, it's, a, it's, a, it's a brave new world we're living in. No, yeah, it, it's, it depends it's, on what you like. If you like wrestling that is similar to AEW, well, I shouldn't say that. If you like wrestling that's similar to NXT, you'll gravitate to that. But there's if not you, there's not enough for everybody like us, though. There's not enough. Or there's too much, I, I should say. Like, yeah, listen, I, I, say I, work, I work 50 hours a week. I get, what, like four hours a week to watch wrestling? Two hours a week to talk about it? Like, how, what is a great match worth? Because there's so many great matches. I watched Liger versus Suzuki this week. I watched Okada versus Sonata this week. There's so many great matches. I watched Riddle with a squash. I watched uh, Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest. I watched so... Fuck that, dude. I'm sorry. Who? I have to say it. You hate Damian Priest? I just... I, right. I wasn't... So fine. There's, I mean, there can be guys that you hate. No, how I, much I is a great match? How much is a great match? To worth? answer the question, to me, a great match is only as much as my interest or my vested I am saying that we are we are we've been doing this podcast for two years and we've been watching wrestling and it's only all sorts of wrestling WWE's only gotten worse and And everything else has only gotten better we used to have to watch New Japan if we wanted to watch good wrestling and now all of a sudden it's all blown up now we Barely have time for New Japan. No, I, 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 I barely I, have time for WWE personally. No, I, I won't say that. There's well, so I'll, much other yeah, good stuff. I'll throw WWE main roster out the window. Like, fuck it. Like, I'll keep an eye on SmackDown. I'll keep an eye on WWE Raw so we can do the podcast. But when you have AEW and NXT all the time, every single week, and you have New Japan, New Japan which does its thing all the time, why do I even need to watch SmackDown? Because you're, SmackDown you're, is clearly that's my point. when I look at when I look at the SmackDown roster. I mean, there's guys that I like, but I ain't gonna watch it. Uh, the guys like, that I like are Ruin, Shorty Gable, oh, uh, like who should be damn. on Raw so that Heyman can take care of that. Shorty now, thing. hopefully, damn, hopefully, horrible, when I look at Raw, Raw is stacked. I'm almost as mad about Shorty Gable as I was about them accepting blood money after no, I, I ain't mad about, that journalist. I ain't mad about Shorty Gable. Gable no, I'm, I'm mad as hell dude, about Shorty Gable. That, that, that dude's an Olympic, What are you mad about Shorty Gable for? That dude's an Olympic wrestler. He's a badass, and he's more talented than most there have of that been, roster. There have been worse guys. There have been gimmick. worse guys that have gotten worse angles over. Yeah, Mike Canellas, and look, he just signed. He's making five hundred thousand no. dollars a year. No, he, he, he's already begging to leave. leave. Yeah, he's already begging to leave. Really he makes ten times what no. all of us make, no. and he's begging to no, leave. You bet not release that man. That is not what I'm talking about. You bet not release that man. I'm talking about Jesse Hurricane Helms got Hurricane over, and he was a worse wrestler than Shorty Gable. And Shorty Gable is even. It's not even that bad of a name. It's kind of a good name. Hurricane Helms is back in fucking WWE too. Okay, 
to answer your fucking gimmick. To answer yeah. your question, about we saw what, it. What's him call it? He asked us where the bathroom was. Remember? Yeah, it's uh, Starcast. Uh, that was right before Disco you got, Inferno asked me. That was right before you got mega drunk. <laughs> like, I was drunk the whole time. I, was <laughs> I know. <laughs> to answer the question, what a great match is worth is what your your vested interest is in the the corporation or the promotion. If you don't really care about WWE, then you won't get invested into it versus New Japan or AEW, which clearly you like, so you want to watch it and you want to, you know, go out your way to get it. That, to me, is what is worth a great match. If you hear about this great match from New Japan, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to go see it. If you hear about this same great match about from WWE, you're like, oh, well, you know, you'll hesitate. That, to me, is what it's worth, at least to the individual people, because there's WWE people, there's AEW people, there's New Japan people. You guys, go ahead. Want to see a great example? ROH used to be the workhorse promotion, right? Mm. We watched ROH when we wanted to watch good wrestling. I haven't seen that in ROH a couple months. ROH had 800 people by their last pay-per-view, guys. 800 people. Really? 800. Hundred people bought their last pay per view, and they were the workhorse promotion. Uh, there is great wrestling everywhere, uh, except WWE. And there, we don't have to necessarily watch just like flippy Such shit and great wrestling. <laughs> it's all There's about that like it. what what like what Jason said. What triggers you as far as like what like gets you going, juices flowing, and. I didn't mean for that to rub. You rub <laughs> but I say you rub base. It's about storylines, right? It's about what what gets, gets you, you going, what juices gets you flowing, interesting, right? And maybe it's just flippy shit for the sake of flippy shit. I mean, I watched A Kid and Ricochet, you know, and these guys like A Kid's like a phenomenal wrestler, and A Kid and like Osprey and these guys, and it's just like those are phenomenal matches. Why can't but I just like it? Those all? stories, like you know, they're just like one offs, and those are fun. But like, what really gets me going is like those stories, which. You want to segue if we're done with NXT? Maybe not, but segue into the New Japan. You are listening to nah, the shoot. one and I only hit the home. I hit the wrong one again. Hey guys, just disregard this and providing your perfect podcast. <laughs> disregard. Oh, this is gonna be great. Right here. One, two, three. Hold on, that was the wrong one too. That wasn't. This is banned from ringside. What's I overheard you. I overheard you. Lord have mercy. So, uh, speaking of storylines, uh, New Japan, we had Minoru Suzuki versus Jushin Thunder Liger. We had Battle Liger come out. This dude's 50 years old. No <laughs> they bo- shirt. They're both over 50. They're both over 50, but, like, you never see Liger without the shirt. Yeah, no And he shirt. comes was, out with this dope mask, no hair, it no was ponytail. A four, it was a four-and-a-half star. It was not a five-star. I would say I would say maybe four-and-a-half-star match, but I would put it over five-star based on the story because – uh, just watch the match. It's super cool. There's a lot of, like, selling and no selling, back and forths. Um, Liger looks great. Suzuki is Suzuki. He's amazing. Uh, I mean, if you're, Damn shame like, somebody leave. who, like, doesn't have a whole lot of, like, Good Japanese shame baddie. working, like, talent, just watch Minoru Suzuki because that dude works, like, not a lot, and he works so hard at the same time. It's fucking wild. Anyway... Uh-huh. Uh, Suzuki goes over Liger, and if you watch New Japan, you know that Suzuki shows no remorse. He fucks up young lions. He beats mm. the shit out of them, mm. and the dude shows no emotion outside of craziness. And he no goes love. over Liger, pins him, grabs a chair, and acts like he's going to smash him, and then instead he sets the chair down and bows to him, 
like yeah. knees yeah. on the mat, yeah. hands on the mat, head on the mat, and immediately rushes to the back like he's overcome with emotion. And dude, I popped so oh, yeah. hard. For yeah, this. that was the last thing in the world I expected to see. Is I mean, and I haven't watched. I mean, New Japan no words, that long. no translation needed. People that think that New Japan is just flippy shit and it's just wrestling, oh, no. like this. This was storytelling to the max, and you didn't even need Kevin Kelly and Rocky Romero and these guys to tell you what was going on. Honestly, it was all told in the you, ring. If you came to me and said, you get to watch either Ring of Honor or AEW or WWE or NJPW for the rest of your life, you only get one to choose. I mean, it'd be no doubt. It'd be NJPW. I mean, New Japan is the best wrestling out there. There's not even a question about it. It's all, it's all in the ring. I can't even understand what they're saying when they say it, and I love it that much. No, that, it, that's how good it is. No, and see that, and that's where. Uh, and I only speak a little bit of Japanese. Yeah, look at you, you show off. This is why I hate where people are like, you know, well, they don't have promos. They don't, you know, do you know, Who interviews. Gives a fuck? Actually, no, and they because, do have promos, and they're great. Yeah, like, if you watch say, them, like you got to watch the. Backstage. You ever watch Okada at the end of a at the end of like right. a main event, and you don't even know what he's saying unless Chris Charlton's there to translate. But how it many, almost doesn't matter because the crowd is like popping so. How many hard. promos did AEW have this week? Out of two hours, they had one promo, and it was Jericho on a jumbotron that only lasted about. 90 seconds. And then the Cody thing, which, which were both awesome. Well, yeah, the Cody going, thing well, was a vignette. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, That's you didn't fine, have anybody. Like, an actual promo. Like, NWA Power, that's all promos that's across promo the board. Where, I mean, they are basically, here's the mic, now go ahead and, and say what you need to say. And yeah, I think that, I think that's where, if you're a WWE guy, that would probably be something that if you were branching off from WWE, that would probably be something that would be for you because it's about the characters. Yeah, and, I it ha- that. and it has good in-ring action, too. I watched that, and I'm like, how is Eddie Kingston not signed with a national company? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he fucking murdered this fucking backstage yeah, Eddie promo. Kingston's badass. Yeah, yes. that's what I was saying. Uh, check him out at Glory Pro. I would probably say like, legitimately uh, a scary-ass in St. Charles, right? Need to get him on the yeah, pod. Yeah, I think I went to high school with him. Nice. This is bad uh, from Ray. Then we have Will Ospreay defeats El Fantasmo in a 28-minute match. So Baseballs. Watch just, it just watch it. It has Watch it with no sound today, but I watched it. It has the most crazy... I mean, there's so much crazy shit in this match, and what you would expect, but this top rope powerbomb uh, where Marty Asami is the referee, and he sells it better than like either one of them. Like Marty Asami like, flies off his feet. It's so <laughs> fucking good. Check that out. Like, do yourself a favor. Like, spend half an hour doing that instead of, like, a half an hour trying to find the right video to come to. Uh, you might be able to come to this. Um, what the fuck? He's heating up! I mean, I did, like, three times. Good Lord. Uh, Lance Archer, speaking of coming, Juice Robinson. Lance Archer is now the the U.S. champion. Or yeah. The, the U.S. champion. I told you. So there was a big typhoon I told you in Japan. Happen. And there was a lot of yeah, bad weather they, in Japan. You didn't tell me it would happen. He, I, I, Dean Ambrose had to vacate it because of the typhoon. Lance Archer's got it. Go, go ahead and finish, and I'll and I'll and I'll piggyback on that. Go yeah, ahead. That's T- what, tell me how you told me, Jason. <laughs> I will. I, I have I have no problem telling you how smart I am. Can't that's wait. What, I gotta what, go take a piss. That's what, <laughs> that's what New Japan does. If you are unable to uh, defend your title, this is real sports shit. 
Okay, yeah, and and this is where the difference between like AEW. That's never watched sports in his entire yeah, life. Yeah, right. I only like big sports. <laughs> this is the difference between like AEW, where I'm like, did they say that? Versus New Japan, who basically came out and was like, okay, this is the reason why you can be stripped of the title yeah. if you are a title holder and you are scheduled to defend the title and you don't show up. We reserve the right to strip the title. They took that it belt sucks. off of Moxley faster than Renee Young did on his honeymoon. Mm. Yeah, it's, that's probably the right move, though. It's probably the right move. I love Lance Archer having it also because Lance Archer had one of the best G1s had a b- of a guy great. with four points or less ever. He had a great oh, God, New yeah. Japan Cup. He had the great. Yes, and I, he's and I awesome. said it was one of those times where if you wanted to give a guy a chance to make a run, I'm so Lance glad. Archer was that guy. I'm so glad we're in New Japan, like, podcast like i love knowing who we're, lance we're, archer so is and know how good lance archer is i wish the g1 started again right now no, I can't no, I, I, wait I, I, for no, g1 i'll say give it a minute the reason why i said it i think it was it could end up being lance archer anyway is because i thought moxley was going to come over and lose the juice that's regardless fine. yeah that's but fine. i think that would I think that happen. Lance he's archer deserves it anyway. though and he's a great heel yeah yeah i don't have a but problem with that i think this also at the same time was like fortuitous because it protects Moxley because he didn't have to take the pin to lose the title. So now when he comes For sure. back, yeah. it's like, hey, motherfuckers, I never lost this yeah, title. Gotta You're going to give me my belt back. back you know what yeah. I mean? They can, they can really argue back. And going back to AEW, like it's, I know that there are people complaining that Omega and Moxley haven't played that prominently of a part Good. in the first three weeks. Yeah, they're they're – Saving their chips, man. They can push Good. those guys oh, into the time. And, and, if you're wondering you about and they got Omega, some chips to play, too. Right. Yeah. Watch AEW Dark if you're wondering about Omega because he destroys <laughs> Joey Janela. He should not be alive. Like, this, that match, like, I said spend a half an hour watching El Phantasmo and oh Osprey. Spend a half an hour watching Kenny Omega fuck Joey Janela so hard. Like, mm-hmm. these guys yeah, work their after asses this off. All right. Uh, Here we real, go. Real quick. What are you, where, where are you going? I was going to have Jason tell us about Evan B. Eater. Oh, let, let's do uh, last thing. Uh, I mean, Kotobushi defeated Evil in a so-so match. It was fine. But mm. I just really want to talk about Okada and Sonata because Sonata has tried and tried and tried to best Okada, and he finally does it during the G1, but it's a non-title match, right? And so that earns him another title shot, and Okada beats him in a really good match. And what you want? Drink. Yeah, oh, he say, wants gin and tonic. Yeah, Sorry. I was about to say. I'm like, I, I didn't get all the, the flippy. Yeah, like, it's going to say, usually Tyler's can't gotta use, use their words, words very well. You can have my glass if that's not enough for you. Here you go. No. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, he finally beats him in the G1, so he earns another title match, and he's going to make the best of it, but he loses. And... Okada beats him. Sonata is crying in the ring. And this my, is this my favorite moment. Dude, it's so good. He's crying in the ring, and he leaves. And then Okada is a total class act, shakes his hand, and he says, Chris Charlton is thankfully there to translate for us. And he says, you did really great. Uh, this is not the last time we'll meet. Let's do it again in the Tokyo Dome in the future. And he's not talking about this time, because obviously we got Ibushi. But, like... This is long-term storytelling, and this is parallelism. So, if you guys are film fans, like, and you're familiar with parallelism, it's like, Uh-oh. don't watch the Joker. 
Oh, Bill and wrong. I have disagreements about the Joker that will be covered in our next podcast <laughs> called Banned <laughs> from the Theater. <laughs> this <laughs> motherfucker don't know shit. I was banned because I was jerking off. Bill was banned because he was drunk. But, Jesus uh, Christ. Sounds about one, right. That sounds yeah. about right. I was going to say, that's why I don't go to the movies with you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Bill oh, and Jason was, the, Jason me, was the one that was arrested. We got let go. Why is your friend jerking off? Why is your friend drunk? Hey, black guy, come here. Yeah. Come here. But you got a ticket. Taze. Yeah. Taze. <laughs> you got a ticket? Yeah, it's right. Ah, I'm just trying to go home. <laughs> I just like Batman. Right? Why is your shirt? Why is your shirt say "Boo the book"? <laughs> <laughs> What's the book this "Boo the book" shit? Go uh, ahead, finish. Okada so, Sonata. Yes, to finish, uh, Okada Sonata, and this is directly parallel to, um, you know, I was not necessarily watching uh, a lot of. O- uh, of New Japan at this time, but I had friends who were who were really into it, and I was kind of keeping up with it. And I've gone back and watched these, but like there was a time a few years ago when Okada was not the best ever because he had not had his great title reign, and everybody thought it was his time to best Tanahashi. And they did the Tokyo Dome match, and Tanahashi went over, and it took Okada another full year of like coming back and wrestling and and showing how great he was to finally best. Tanahashi, and this is Sonata right now. So Sonata needs to put in that work, and I guarantee you, at this point, I feel like Sonata is a future IWGB champion. Oh yeah, I don't think there was any question about that. I think the the, uh, the more fucked up part about it was when you could see like Sonata on the ground, you know, sitting down, you know, finally starting to break down, and then from the distance, you could see Okada kind of laughing or whatever. I'm like, oh man, see that's just dirty you know as, as much as i you really feel for sonata because i knew in my heart of hearts that he wasn't going to win but at the end of the day you know it was such a good match that it you know you felt the empathy for him yeah and to have him kind of laughing at him i'm just like you motherfucker yeah, i do feel like it hurt the match because i don't think anybody expected him to win after abushi beat evil i don't think anybody expected sonato to win oh no so i didn't expect him to win anyway Every other one of their matches, there was the opportunity for Sonata to win, and I don't necessarily think that this time people any anybody believed that he was going to win this time. Okay. All right. I mean, that's fine. All right. Jason? This is banned from ringside. Tell us about F&B Eatery. F&B Eatery are on the corner of 3453 Southampton, the corner of Southampton and – I'm sorry, Southampton and Marquette. Go check out my boy Mike for all of your – Smash burger needs. Uh, you got the kids. They got a kids, you. man. You you, you need a so drink impressive. just because you got the wife and do with the honeydew lifts. You got the adult beverages. You got the kids beverages. They are limited on their hours, however. So definitely you want to try to follow them on Facebook, F&B Eatery. Follow them on Twitter. Same, uh, I'm sorry, same at uh, F&B Eatery. Um just, yeah, go ahead, check it out. The 3453 F&B Eatery. Tell them that band from Ringside sent you. This is band from Ringside. All right, we got some odds and ends to get to before we end this uh, very long uh, podcast. But we love coming at you with the podcast, guys. There's so much to get to. Um, I thought Y2J's promo on the Jumbotron was so much fun this week. It's, like I said, when they first got this together, Jericho talks, everybody falls in line. But I think the biggest thing is that 
any given opportunity, Jericho puts someone over. He's uh, done it week after week after week. I'm expecting Jake Hager to be next in some form or fashion, especially after the uh, the interference in the main event. Right, yeah, like build it up. I also love that the OC uh, – or I also love that the OC beat up the Street Profits because now the Street Profits look like they're going to have a main – uh, roster run, which I enjoy because the Street Profits look very good. Zach, yeah, remember all the other NXTX that we were really excited about? <laughs> roster run? I'm not saying you see him look at my face. I'm like, man, hell no, man, I'm excited you, about man. this bullshit. Man, I am nowhere near God, excited about such this. Such a drummer, man. Such okay. a fucking Exhibit B, uh, Samoa Joe. Yeah, where's War Machine sitting? God damn, you What's guys are fucking bummers. Shit? You guys are so fucking snarky, man. You guys are so I'm fucking so, I'm snarky. Sorry I did, I, I'm sorry I call it the way I see it. Jesus God, fucking Jesus. Christ, they're horrible. No, I know Jesus Christ, you're horrible. That's exactly what I was Whatever. thinking. I was about to say, for one here, guy that goes on here. NXT that actually is good for something, you got nine others. Uh, you got Andrade the, versus Ali. Was oh, pretty good? Speak of the devil, Andrade. <laughs> right on cue. But no. you got to win on Raw. Like, no, no, what else and, do you want him to do? Actually, what I want him to do is beat somebody that it doesn't hurt their momentum. So fucking when boring, you, man. When you have all Ali, you do is, you all you do is sit there. All you do you is got sit there and them say, both needing to be stars, you can't have them fighting against each other. Why? Because it doesn't help anybody. Bother the shit out of Booking one hundred and one, like, moron. All you do, moron. Yeah, moron. Yeah, moron. Yes, I did. Jason Bell called me a moron. You got I just called you that. Shit. Like, you just see this. This is what the problem is. Let's just see how it plays out. Let's just see how it plays out. We'll, we, I whoa, let it play out. We'll it's just a see good, how it plays out. It play we'll out. just it's see how it plays out. It's a match, but the booking doesn't make sense. It's got two guys that need. The booking need, doesn't make sense. you got the two guys that need make a push, sense. and neither of them are getting pushed. Why? Because they're pushing each other. Oh, you got Andrade you right? wins. Listen, are you all right with the Street Profits going against OC? Let's just see how it plays out. Go ahead say No, I can say you guys going to play out. The OC is going to win. And, and even if they don't, God forbid, the street profits would be worthless be tonight. 50, 50, regardless. Six months. It's Nobody all cares. 50, 50. They, they don't care about the tag team division. I mean, the, thank you for doing War Machine right this week. Thank you. Yeah, I'm calling a War Machine. I know what the That's fuck what they call, call them. I call them War Machine, too. But they finally got the, the belts on them. Thank you, God. Who are they going to wrestle? There's nobody out for them for them to wrestle. They don't. They have invested next to nil in this fucking division. Now you're going to have them go over to Saudi Arabia for this nine-man, best-in-the-world tag team. What the fuck ever? See, you ain't suckering me into that. Yeah, I was going to say, find the worst team that's in that thing. They're going to win it. Shane McMahon's going to win it. That's who's going to win that fucking bullshit. You ain't suckering me into this twice. Shit, just have a fucking... He's heating up. No, no, no. See... Yay, good for War Machine. You got that part right. You guys right. are so fucking snarky, man. The, the, no, this, like, you guys can't yeah, even just have a... You, because you like, do stupid shit Reba. when you put, you put fucking Bray Wyatt on the opposite fucking brand, and you, you expect me to give you the benefit of the doubt when you have a match where you... We're going to stick to the brands, and we're brand-specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you run off, not even after the draft is over... And you make a match between two different people for the title 
in Saudi. One of which who already had a title or already, already had, had a, a match. match. Yeah. Talking about Roman Reigns getting shoved down your throat. Man, look, I'll say it. I said it on Twitter. I'll, I'll say it right now. I yeah, thought yeah. Roman Reigns was getting shoved down people's throat. Seth Rollins is getting shoved down Dude, your and throat. And it's worse because at least, like, Roman was just, like, he was just, like, doing, like, company stuff. Rollins is annoying. It's not It's not even annoying. It's now. How can you be annoying when you sound like this? <laughs> That's impossible. It's like he's the you voice You can't be of... annoying when you sound like this. I'll admit I was wrong a long time ago. Because Seth Rollins cannot be a babyface. I thought he has a baby a babyface moveset. Move yep, that's he has where a babyface moveset. He cannot be a babyface on Reba. Come on, yeah, you're he right. He cannot be this. a babyface on the mic. Not at all. I mean, it, it's it now it got into a scenario where he can. He's now getting booked to where he's doing too much. You got to take a step back. He's probably going to win at Saudi, which is going to make probably. But you guys also love Darby worse. Allen. Like, look, I, I think he's. Yeah, if there is a a third, you well, guys will love anything third, that's not WWE. No, I won't say that. There, there's things I like about WWE. Yeah, it's not a lot. Oh, really? Because I've been doing the podcast with you for a long time. There's very little that you like. Okay, like, what did I say? You think I want? What did I just get like, finished saying? Every week, it's not a lot. No, that I, like I don't about think WWE. you want to watch bullshit every week. But I think that you guys are lying to yourselves about what's good and what's not because there's oh, shit. Oh, that's that's rich. There's shit that happens on AEW that you guys are like, oh, this is good, and it's not good. It's not. And there's it's, shit that okay. happens on WWE that you guys are like, oh, man, this is You know sucks. the difference? It's like, no, this is You know is the good. difference is AEW's been around for three weeks, and WWE's been fucking me in the ass <laughs> with a fucking hot iron oh, for fucking 30 years. Of course, I wait, man. I'll go 30 I'm, years. I'm, I'm no. willing to forgive the new person. That, like, I meet a new person, and I'm like, hey, they said something kind of fucked up, but I don't know. Maybe I misinterpreted that. And then I know this person for, like, 20 years. And I'm like, that person's a fucking dick. You know <laughs> what, Zach? Because I know, I know who they are, and they you know, fucking suck. You know what, Zach? <laughs> I've been alive for 40 years, and I'm willing to forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Christian of you. Hey, everybody. We know this is fun to podcast to listen to, so we appreciate you guys taking the time out to listen to ours. For Jason Cornelius Bell, for Zach Pullman, for Evan B. Eatery, for J.D. Twix, for Vice, Reba, stop chewing on the cords. For Reba, Reba, stop stop chewing chewing on the cords. cords. Uh, You know what? It was the cats. It was was Million Xander. Hey, everybody. Who else we got? Uh, Jim Bunn, Jim Bunn, Jim Bunn, Jim Bunn. Thanks yeah, for coming out, and coming everybody, the boo the heat. It's like a landing every time. <laughs>